Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. How's that? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Don't you want some uh, yeah. homage blanc? Yes. Hello, welcome to the Winemakers. This is Brian Casey with Sam Katuri. We got Roger Randall in the house today, too. Super one of listener. Our, yep. Super fan. Who's been here uh, tasting wine for the past two months, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seems like we've seen him every day for the last couple months. <laughs> well, you know, if, when you come to Sonoma, you don't want to leave Sonoma. That's right. That's how most of us ended up here. Either that or our parents didn't want to leave. Roger's moving into the tasting house. <laughs> yeah. And we got Tony Mall on. He is so excited Hey-o. to be here today. Tony, <laughs> our most enthusiastic guest ever. I'm what is this in? What is this in? <laughs> what time is it? Well, this has been another episode of The Winemakers. Thanks for coming, guys. I just want to sell wine. I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> Check. Oh, man. That's not true. <laughs> Tony Mall, former tight end for the Sonoma Valley High School Dragons. Did you play? Oh, yeah. ever, did you play football after high school? Just, uh, just for a, a short stint. <laughs> a short stint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right though. Tight end. Tight end. Defensive end. Yeah. Here for the Dragons, <clears throat> and then, um, then I went to University of Nevada on a football scholarship. Go Wolfpack. Started out playing tight end there, and then my senior year got asked by the coaches to play on the O line. And I didn't realize that you were. O-line only or senior year? Only my senior year. Your senior year happened a lot earlier. You, we started that you and I at the same time, but your senior year happened three or four years before mine did. <laughs> hey, you know, it's uh, mine was a strict straight path. Yes. That's, uh, I think that's you the easiest way to put it. <laughs> I, did, I was there on a ski at Squaw Valley every day. Right. Scholarship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, after um, uh, one year in the o- as an offensive lineman, my senior year uh drafted the packers played there for four went on to baltimore ravens for two and finished up in san diego and then uh my mind went crazy because i couldn't be back here for harvest and right. hung it up so i could crush grapes the nfl season and harvest are um, incompatible uh, no, and, and and hunting too, deer hunting. Right, deer. Uh, yeah. uh, and I get all those offers. Yeah. Hey, come over and come come deer hunting. I'm like, I can't. I'm killing grapes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but were you like a big wine guy before? I mean, how how, how did that I happen? I was the only one of my friends drinking wine in college. I'll okay. just put it that way. Well, yeah. and they didn't make fun of you because you're a pretty big guy. Well, that's only because you never <laughs> you never kicked it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Yeah. I was trying. Uh, but and so the wine, you know, you came to wine growing up here, like anybody else, right? Yeah, you know, for for me, my biggest experience growing up, um, you know, was the Benz with the Benziger family, um, running around in their parking lots, helping uh, park cars, and then and then putting out a tip bucket, and making people feel obligated to tip us kids for for no for nothing and then uh you know running through the caves and through their facilities you know in the summers and everything like that and yeah slowly but surely i was you know i knew growing up that this was something i wanted to do and uh you know i 
was able to put myself in a position to do it in a way that we're having a lot of fun. Right. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys, you took over what was the Roan Room. Brian's baby. My my old stomping ground. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And now you guys are sharing it with uh, Garrett. Right. So we, um, you know, you know Garrett, Garrett and Nicole with West Wine Tours. Um, West Wine Burgers. And yeah, the West West Wine Burgers and Handmade, <laughs> handmade Burgers Up Valley. Uh, you know, they came to me, you know, and helped kind of solidify the, the idea of opening the tasting room and in, in, in a space for them. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's taken, it's an amazing process with the county and the state. I'm going to leave it like that. It's just an amazing process that everybody should yeah. have to go through trying to open in their own business. Tony Mall's clearly going to run for office <laughs> with that political answer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a fun spot. And it, um, I so think we kind of put our own, our own, our own twist on it. You're open by appointment or so open to right, the public? Right now, the first couple days, so Monday through Wednesday, were appointment only. Uh-huh. And then Thursday through Sunday, we're open to the public. And only because I haven't hired anybody yet. I, I got to be able to spend some time knowing that Harvest was coming up right. uh, in the vineyards and out at the winery without worrying about walk-ins in the tasting room. Right. Um, but... Once I get someone hired, which will be here short, shortly, it'll send applications to Tony at threefatguyswines.com. TFG wines. TFG wines. Okay. .com. It'll both hit, but uh, yeah. So we're hey, if you if you want to work at an amazing space, I mean there it is. Come come hang out. You got a garden in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. It's a great patio. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Uh, it's it's you don't really get to see it from the from the street so it's like you just see this little shack on the side of the road that has this new signs up that are shiny and bright uh but you walk through the into the back and it's just a, a really gorgeous space yeah well why three fat guys tell us how you came up with the name so when i was drafted to the packers uh they took three offensive linemen in the draft and uh obviously myself and the other two guys uh, Darren College and Jason Spitz. And this was 2005? Six, Six. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2006. And, um, you know, we just, we became good friends. I mean, it's just, you know, surprisingly, we were we, we were able to put ourselves, all like all three of us, into a starting position role. Uh, and, you know, when we started traveling and going to different cities to play, uh, and, you know, the offensive line as a group would go out to dinner and go eat. And, uh, you know, there would always be a, a bottle or two of wine on the table and um slowly but surely realized how much you know darren and jason enjoy wine as well uh and then for for my desire to start a, a wine company it was a pretty pretty easy to bring them into the fold and we you know we put this together and our first vintage was 2007 of uh napa valley cabernet which uh was kind of fun in itself uh and it was a it was it was an idea brought to us by uh, another person we played with at the time who was charles woodson uh-huh. uh you know he's got a big wine you know, napa winery right it's not a big winery but it's it's uh it's it's definitely in the realm of uh, you know a thousand or two cases okay. um but uh, they they make great wines and you know approached us about partnering with them in the in the cab vineyard and uh, it made sense for us to kind of uh build a get started and not have to worry too much about what was going on um, not that we're, we're not happy to have you here, Tony, but could you help us get t- Charles Woodson on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, he just yeah, he just came out with a, a sister label himself, right? Because he's and he's like, uh, as he's you grown. are, 
Um, and as opposed to, you know, other celebrity winemakers and, and, you know, people who come from something else to start a wine label, he's involved pretty deeply day to day, right? N- not, no. uh, he, he does, he's, so the, the, I could be wrong on this, but I'm, from my belief and what, what he does it for is, um, it's the, my, the proceeds of it goes to the children's hospital of university of michigan oh right on um and so but it's all very high-end stuff yeah i mean Um, he's making they're making really good wine i don't know if it's if that's the case anymore um now that he's retired and everything and they're growing uh, but they just they just started a second brand called intercept um that uh i believe it's all southern california fruit that they're doing it with uh monterey south so um yeah, I haven't had it yet, um, but uh, Sorry, you know, we, we can go back to talking about your wine. Exactly. Here. I mean, you're so excited to be here about and talk about it. Hey, let me tell you something here. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's excitement in the air. That's, a, that's for sure. I, I mean, that is, it's uh, easy to be distracted from podcasting duties these times because it's, you know, we're picking Grenache for Rosé tomorrow. It's the first pick for 16600. Things are- Good luck. Thing, yeah, starting to get real out there. Um, and you showed up here from. I don't. Binge, I don't right? want to be the bearer of bad news. You did see the weather for tomorrow. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got my raincoat. Okay, good. I got my boots. Yeah, it's. Not I'm not worried about I, it. I know. Where, it's what, only going to rain on your vineyards. Man. Which, uh, <laughs> which, which vineyard is this? This is this is the Miller Chris Miller's vineyard uh, up Soda Canyon Road. Sweet. And and Napa. Um, so we'll be picking that. It'll go uh, two, well, two tons, one for Mayakamas, one for 16600. We'll go to Mayakamas Winery to be made under the supervision of Kosher Dan. Uh, yeah. So Kosher, Kosher Rosé, the world's second single vineyard organically grown Napa Valley Kosher Rosé. Wait, but uh, yours was the first, too. Yeah. Well, okay. well yeah. Uh, it was someone else. No, no. Okay. The, yeah, the someone else was me okay. last year. Right. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the rest of it will be uh, made under the watchful eye of uh, Isabel Gassier. Um, so some of it will be 16600, and a small amount of it will be 2019 Adutet Rosé. So shit's, shit's getting real. Nice. That'll be in Napa at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Thank God for jet lag. So. <laughs> yeah. That's to, nice. You, you're going to start picking at seven. I, I'm actually. I was surprised because you know it's it's um, we Enterprise Vineyards helps manage this vineyard, but most of the day to day is handled by by Brian Shepard and Walsh Vineyard Management, sure. and they do like night picks and and all that stuff that we don't do. But um, you can't you can't really do night picks on. Head trained vines, hillside Grenache. Um, so you know they'll probably a crew that started picking somewhere else early and are finished basically finishing their day with. Uh, you know I think we're gonna have somewhere between five and seven tons of of Grenache tomorrow. So uh, it'll be exciting. Um, um, it's not for you know Sonoma Valley vintners out there. It's not Sonoma Valley grapes, so I won't be ringing a bell. I'll ring the bell when I actually pick Sonoma grapes for the first time, which will be I'm, I'm later, actually, later this week, early next week, probably. I'm ex- I'm extremely excited to ring the bell. You're excited to ring the bell? Yeah. Well, as I, excited as you are to be on the podcast, I am excited. <laughs> Why do you guys keep saying that? I am, am I here? Am I, You're here. You made. Did it. I put it off. You. you uh, well, you, I mean, you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I came from the winery. All right. 
He was um, working in the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I have this, like, for some reason, I have this like crazy, stupid vision of like me ringing the bell, like by having it, somebody fly a drone across a vineyard, and then I'm at the top of like a vineyard fan, and then like with a big, giant uh, American flag and like a cowboy hat on. And then Jesus I bring out this God. little tiny bell and go. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, All but right. it's like stuck in my head. Come That's in, a wine label. Come <laughs> into a, a social media post near you. <laughs> yeah, when are you guys going to be picking your first fruit? Um, we were scheduled for Thursday, but I just, um, I just pushed it to next week. And that's going to be the Pinot Noir that you just poured. That's our rosé Pinot Noir. Rose. Oh, you do a rosé. How come wow. you never? I never had that. Man, it sold out so fast. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to market it. It was gone. That's a good problem to have, man. Yeah. It's good problems to have. And who's making your wine? So I do a lot of it. Um, and then a, a, a longtime great friend of mine uh, who just plays perfectly into our story of us playing for the Packers. His name is Jim McMahon. And... <laughs> <laughs> the look on Brian's face right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that Jim McMahon, but uh, he's a, he's been a winemaker for 25 years. Does he wear a headband? Does he wear a headband? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's just he's I just I've always loved his wines. Uh, he had his own brand called Athair for a long time, um, but uh, he's now his day to day job is for uh, Copper Cane, which is. Uh, part of the Wagner family in, up in yeah, Rutherford. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think, uh, you know, getting him to get on board a couple years ago and start uh, helping out, you know, with our wines um, just kind of took us to the next level, which I've always wanted to be at. And uh, so um, couldn't be happier with him and everything that he's able to bring to the table for three fat guys. So you guys are you're doing a rosé of Pinot Noir. You're doing a Pinot, which we're drinking right now, 2017. We're drinking the Carneros. And then what else is in your portfolio? So we do, um, we, we also do Sonoma Coast Chardonnay. Uh, that's uh, from the San Giacomo's. Yeah. Uh, the vineyard's right across the street from our tasting room, um, which just performs, uh, you know, well each and every year for us. Uh and then and then we and then we jump over to the other valley to do Rutherford Cabernet. Wow! And how'd you get hooked up with that? Um, a lot of begging. Yeah. <laughs> but it uh, walks into a room yeah. with two other giant offensive linemen, <laughs> and you know what? They go, "Yeah, I, I guess we can find some food yeah. for you guys." He just says, "We're taking these three we're rows. Take, we're taking these three rows." And they go, um, "You want the other one? You want the fourth row too?" <laughs> well, or? well, essentially, that's how. I mean, it was like you know, I met you know. You go over there and you meet with the family that owns the vineyard and and, and you know and the their general manager for their uh, taking care of everything and and like the first thing he says is like he's like holy shit your hand just swallowed mine and I was like I followed that up with I need some grapes and you know it's perfect like, you know perfect. it's just like and that's essentially how it went but um, in a in a funny way but um, yeah ultimately we got oh. we got we got two rows and now oh. we have about eight I mean that's oh. how it is we keep nice. growing oh. each year. Curry, the a red. What year is that one, Tommy? What? What year is that bus? A red '68 VW bus just showed up with a driver wearing a Stemple Creek hat and four guests who are about to go into the tasting room. I think uh, with somebody's. Or Brian, are you gonna go? God, why why is there go? so much smoke pouring out of the window of that right. van? Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> an episode of Scooby Doo being what? Oh, the van is red. on the side of. 
<laughs> oh, and here comes Paul to come take care of them. Okay, good. Okay, perfect, because no one else knows how to run this board. Good, yeah. Well, yeah. That's what Roger's here for. <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> Roger, hop on over. <laughs> hi, guys. Welcome. Curry says hi. Where's everyone from? Where are you guys? He's a Patri- uh, it's all good. You got a package? <laughs> hey, what's up? What's going on there, buddy? Oh. <laughs> we're, we're, we're podcasting here we're podcasting live. Right now. This is. Are you going to kick us out now? No, no. This, sit down. You kick him out. Kick. Oh, no, no. We're good. We're an equal opportunity. <laughs> equal opportunity. You might not want to go to your next stop. But <laughs> I was going to wear my pass shirt today, but then I saw three fat guys from the Green Bay Packers. Like, I don't want to get pummeled. All right. We'll let it slide. Oh, they, just, they, don't, they don't pummel you. They just make you into wine club members that you're against your will. Yes. <laughs> Widow. Yeah, widow. fair enough. Yeah. All right. You know a guy, Tank Daniels? Used to play for the Giants. Tank Daniels? No, no, no. Yeah, I met, we met him down the road. All right on. Cool guy. Right on. Well, welcome. We're No, we're actually are we currently, <laughs> for your sake, thankfully not. We're actually, we are recording a podcast right now as we speak. And we don't edit, so this will just be part it's of the podcast. Part of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Oh, boy. <laughs> right, that well, guy better buy a lot of it's wine. It's too bad they're not having any fun yet. Uh, yeah, there's no fun in this <laughs> All right. What what is your guys's? What's your total case production for so your? So we're just under about under a thousand cases total now. Okay, controllable. Uh, yeah. So we're you know it's just as as Craig Hazaro said to me once, just enough to ruin the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, luckily it's uh you know we're we're continuing to grow. Um, this this spring we're going to launch our sister label, which I'm really excited about. Um, our biggest thing is obviously. You know, getting back into different areas that uh, of people that love football and um, that can really enjoy our wine outside of California. Uh, but being so small, it's hard to get distribution set up. Yeah. And so yeah. we're going to launch our sister label, which is going to be our $20 wine. And that will help get into markets that we want to try to get into and then sneak in three fat guys on top of it. So it's uh, it'll be a good deal, and I'm really excited about it. Um, it'll just, it'll add to our portfolio as well and, you know, get us a, a little, even a little bit bigger, which will be nice. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, and what's the name of the other label going to be? The Lineman. The Lineman. We're okay. So people clever. can look for it out there. <laughs> there we go. Who does your, who does your creative, <laughs> Tony? <laughs> uh, so, so it's really funny. Like I, I, my creativity is best about three bottles later and in front of a fire pit. Um, you have a fire. There is a fire pit at uh, your tasting room. Well, no, at the at the house. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> but it's like, it's funny. It's like I you know there's probably been several amazing ideas that I never wrote down, and then so the next morning I was like I you know completely forgot about them. That never but, happens to me. But like this, you know this, yeah <laughs> I yeah, never yeah have, right. I never have amazing yeah. ideas. So it, the ringing of the bell moment did that come from one of those nights at the uh, that was that pit? was the fourth bottle I think guaranteed. So now we do uh, which is really funny. So. So going back, you know, so Jim, he's also my next door neighbor. Jim McMahon. Yeah, Jim McMahon is my next door neighbor. Not, <laughs> not, not the Jim McMahon, but Jim McMahon, the winemaker. Winemaker. And um, we're gonna have to get a white. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. White yeah. one with winemaker on it. Right. <laughs> and you guys do the Super Bowl shuffle on the east side of Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we have uh, we have late night meetings on, on wine, 
um, and and on in in our neighborhood, it's turned into what's called Mailbox Friday, which starts about five o'clock and ends about sometimes two in the morning. Uh, we'll sit on the front porch, you know, even through the rain and everything. We'll hang out and just drink bottles and bottles of wine and uh, you know. Other ideas have come up from there too, but uh, ultimately it's just a lot of fun. What do you like to drink? Like, in, like if you could pick anything out of your collection to, to drink on a daily basis. Um, so, like our style of wine is to, um, you know, like when we when we travel as 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 like families together, and when we do stuff, it's always to France or Italy. Um, that's just where we go. And um, every, anytime we can find a, a, a deal, uh, our, our the families are trying to book a, book a trip together, which is which is a lot of fun. And so, and this is you and Darren and Jason, the other oh, fat guys. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so when we, you know, exploring over there and just getting into those crazy varietals that you can get into. I mean, I don't know, there's like 500 something varietals over in Italy. Yeah. Um, so anytime I can get my hands on old world wine, I mean, it's just we just sit there and just pick it apart, fall in love with it pull it back together and you know continue to do it over and over and over um you know and it kind of helps with having a uh my wife's owning her family owns a restaurant and so when you get all the wine reps that come in you're just like oh, can you leave a bottle for megan we're gonna we're gonna explore it later and so we get all these extra wines that we get to we get to work through so it's, it's wait what's nice. the restaurant the red grape Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's a self-appointed uh, assistant manager of the Red Grape. No, 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 okay. no. Not anymore. Not I, anymore. Got, I got fired. You got fired? fired. And they say, like, funny, <laughs> we hired three fat guys, and all of a sudden our pizza profits plummeted. <laughs> what yeah. happened? I'm, I'm now the official food taster and wine buyer. And you're the official wine buyer? Yeah. Well, 16600 uh, Sonoma Valley Zinfandels by the glass so thank you you're welcome yeah, I think that might predate you there but <laughs> I think there's some Dane sellers in there too I've seen yeah, some yeah, Dane yeah, sellers yeah. up on the wall no they have a, a, a actually a very nice selection of of local wine there I think they might yeah. even have uh, TFG wines there we have with the, we, uh, we're, we're kind of we're, we're flirting with the threshold of uh, being illegal with right. having three pack guys in <laughs> right. there but you know ultimately it's it's not mine or or my wife's at this point, so it's uh, so I think we're fine. Uh, but, but and there's so many. You're all right. It's like twenty. I think Tide House laws you can't have more than twenty five percent of the list be your own wine. Exactly, and and you're you have to be able to prove the... that the price point's the same, and uh, you know something right. like that. That you know, like if they were to come to me and it's like, hey, you know, here's here's what we sold it to the red grape bat and this is where everybody else we sell it to and it's the same so it's it, you know that helps too but ultimately for for us um you know the the idea of the wine list at the red grape is you know it's it, it's a it's a restaurant it's a family that gives so much back to this community that it's um you know being a part of it is you know they're they're just wonderful people you know to fall in love with and i think uh, you know what i'm trying to do with the wine list now is i want to get rid of all the big corporations that have bought out you know family wines here in town and unfortunately they that's what you know a lot of these family wines that we know of are have become and so we're gonna we've gotten rid of those and we're finding all these small producers that you know might make uh something up in kenwood that's uh, you know 100 cases and it's like yeah let's do it why not let me help you you know because i think we're kind of hitting this point now um you know and i've been i've been asking a lot of people that have been coming through the tasting room uh similar to what happened with beer is everybody comes back and they go to these big wineries and they come to Three Fat Guys and I'm like, you know, what's your experience like with this? And they're like, I, we just don't want to go to any big wineries. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the idea of like craft breweries is really going to truly hit with, you know, these small craft wineries in a way that, uh, you know, 
better for us. Right. Um, but just people want that that like that personality, that that experience of being with the owner, meeting the owner, or, or someone that's tied tied in with the family. And I think you know if we can really tap into that with the restaurant, and we get our whole list filled of uh, these small small producers, it's just gonna everybody's gonna love it. Yeah. I mean, Roger, you said basically that exact thing to me when I showed up here this morning that you know you started your Sonoma Napa travels going to the big names that everybody yeah, knew. Exactly. Every, and, I think everybody yeah. does that when they first start sure. out. You got to do it. You got to do it. It's part of that thing to get everybody used to it. You but, go to France, you go to Paris. You got to do as it. You, as you kind of look into it and you get into it a little more in depth, you start to meet the small, the the vineyard manager who runs this and has a second label that has uh, sure. this available, and uh, you find a lot, you find a lot of the small producers, especially around the Sonoma side, where you know we're talking less than twenty five hundred cases people are making, and they put a lot more love and character into it, and you've got that interaction. I think the funniest trip we had when me and my wife came out a few years ago, she said, "I want to go and have one on one experiences in the Napa and the Sonoma Valley," and I went. I don't know if I can do that, but somehow I was able to do it with every winery that we went to, and everybody was very accommodating. Everybody was very open to that idea, and they loved it. And I think, as you said, I think people are looking for that now. Yeah. Because as I get friends that come up to me and say, "Hey, what do you want to? Can you help me plan my trip?" I don't want to go to all the big places. I know where they are. We've been out to all those. What are some of the small places that nobody would go to? And you know, three fat guys, uh, sixteen six hundred. Some of the smaller places, the tasting room, you're going to get that one-on-one and occasionally the winemaker walking in or the owner walking in. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the secret, I'm about to say your email address to all the listeners. So hopefully, email Roger if you want to say hi. Uh, anytime you email a winery, they respond because your email address is literally mountaincab at gmail.com. So, right. you know, when, when you get that email, even if you have no idea... Yeah, and that, like, well, that started from that love see of this guy. the first love is Cabernet, of yeah. the mountain Cabernets, but then it's kind of blossomed into all these things, listening to you guys with the... Talking about all these weird All varieties. the Rhone varietals right. and the stuff that are around here, and getting Bart's wine the first time, right. and, I, and opening it up for people, and them going, that is a Sonoma wine? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, it's a Sonoma wine, and then... You know, 16600, I think we, we did our wedding anniversary out here, and we had a whole group that came out to the tasting room. Never had been to a place like this and had wines that they never had before. And after it's over, they're like, they're in love with it. You know, and everything we had, we, we brought back, we we drank, which is perfect. That's the idea. I, I think we've, and, and, you know, the feedback that I've heard from people in the first you know, a few months of, of the three fat guys tasting room is um, we're ruining people on these normal, yeah. on like their normal yeah. wine country experiences because, you know, and and people who come on these West Wine Tour buses um, get that experience. They start at a place usually that's, you know, a little bit more sort known of corporate for architecture. Feeling, right. And, you know, known, <laughs> right. they advertise who built the winery and, you know, right, and all right, these things. Right. And then, you know, giant chandeliers and seventeen different shaped glasses for their tasting, and then they they come here and they go to Tony's and and see, you know, in one day, kind of take that progression from starting at Sterling and ending, you know, sitting, uh, you know, as a guest on the podcast. Um, you know, and everybody everybody goes through that um, sort of a natural progression. Some people n- don't ever graduate past those, you know, brands that you can find at any you know, store. The Olive Garden. Yeah. Um, and some people make it as, you know, some people get so deep that they get crazy enough to actually make their own wine. 
I was yeah. going to say, at the Red Grape, what they really need is a Roussan by the glass. A Roussan by the glass. <laughs> yeah. You don't know anybody that's going to be making a Roussan, I know a you? guy who's going to have some in about a year. <laughs> yeah, hey, every, I'm open to anything. Uh, you know, but, the, but the funny thing is, is you know, you, you, know, you work with these, these, um, the, the salesmen, and they have these, these amazing deals from the next valley over. And, but we can't get anybody. I mean, we try. We, we can't get anybody to want to buy a Napa wine when they're eating. At, at the Red Grape. Right. And it's just like, you know, if it's the tourist or whatever, what have you, they want to experience Sonoma. And so, you know, getting, finding these more, you know, more and more of these, these small producers, it's just making the, the list that much better right. and more fun. Because you get, like, all of a sudden you buy a couple cases from somebody that's local, and they're like, they come in, they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And it's like, and that's that's the, that's the best part of it. And then all of a sudden someone goes, where can I get this? You go, you got to go call them. Right. Save, yeah. Your, yeah. save the cork from the bottle you yeah, buy yeah. and look them up on, you know, send them an email. My, or that. email mountaincab at gmail.com, <laughs> and Rob will tell you where to go. Direct uh, any questions you have about today's show to that email address. <laughs> <laughs> Just blow that fucking thing up. There we go. You're going to be busy for two weeks. Uh, I, I, I love it. I would do it, and I would yeah. I'd give people the, the, the names and the places to go. I mean, right. that's how it goes. Because, you know, you go to a crush bed facility. I went to visit a crush bed facility. You know, they're bringing in Pinot. They're bringing in Chardonnay that day. They've got right. people going everywhere, and you see all the attention being played. And then there's a small little tasting room area, which we were able to sit in and kind of watch the whole thing kind of go around you. Yeah. They got barrels delivered. They got all this stuff. And she's handling this all from the tasting room. You know, and it's that type of experience you're not going to get right. at the bigger names. Right. You're going to see that when you come to a smaller place or, you know, you kind of search out those little places in the valley that right. somebody's inviting you into their home. Right. Exactly. Well, let's talk about this wine. We actually oh, are drinking yeah. wine. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do we do here? Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about predictions for uh, Sunday's games. We're going to start getting into, <laughs> no, the, no, no, no. Get into the betting market. And I, I'm <laughs> picking the Dolphins to lose. <laughs> <laughs> a, today is lock can, brought to you by yeah. Brian Casey. <laughs> Pretty much you can just call that my weekly pick. <laughs> well, especially if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're playing fantasy football, just start trading and betting heavily on anybody that's playing against yeah. pick the up Dolphins. Some, pick right. up some running backs who are uh, playing the Dolphins next week. Yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, whatever defense is playing the Dolphins, pick yeah. that up too. Yeah, pick it up. Yeah. All right, so, so let's, Pino, Pino Noir. let's, let's okay. talk about the winemaking on this wine. This wine, it smells like candy. Oh, thank I you. Mean, it's so much fun. I love Carneros Pinot Noir. Uh, I love the funkiness of the earth that you get in this in these wines. Um, we have we have two different vineyards that we use that we uh, we we pull it together. Um, as you guys know, Carneros is on the south side of both Sonoma and Napa. Um, it splits in in both counties. Um, yeah, but about 90% of all the vines are on the valley floor, and it runs right up against the bay. So you get all that earth from the bay silt, runoff from the creeks and everything. Um, and ultimately, you know, that, that funkiness that, uh, you know, of getting, getting crazy notes like, like uh, mud, rock, concrete, mushroom. It just plays so well with just uh, with Pinot being, you know, more of a, a, a medium to full-bodied red wine. And uh, we also have a, another Pinot Vineyard that we pull into this that uh, is at the highest 
one of the highest elevations within the Carneros region, you know, about 100 yeah, feet up like from 100, sea level. Yeah, 100 feet. <laughs> but, 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 this, but this vineyard just gives off all these amazing cherry and plum notes instead of that earthiness. And so we marry those two worlds together. And um, it's what? kind of a play at left, like left brain, right brain. You know, it, like, it will wear back and forth within the glass. It's crazy. Can I ask where is the highest point in Carneros? I uh, there the the two points would be as you're as you're climbing up the, to the county line as you're driving on 121 mm-hmm. and then on the western hills, uh, uh you know uh, uh, over by uh, Shug Winery. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that'll be a hint of where, okay. you know, part of this this uh, wine is made. Uh, but uh, that is that is a San Giacomo owned vineyard over there that we get grapes from. But uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, you know, they're like, oh, you don't want to make Carneros. You, know, you want to do Russian River, or, you know this or that. I'm just like, you know, it's just like I all all power to everyone up there making Pinot, but it's like it's to me that's not Pinot. It's it's like this super jammy red wine that you know Pinot's supposed to be kind of like something that's less than powerful, something that rounds perfectly with any type of food and just pairs with it and makes it even better. And it's not something that's truly supposed to be on its own, but in a way by doing these two vineyards i think we have something that kind of gets a hint to that fruity in there that uh, allows it to be really nice i would venture to say that this is the most elegant wine ever made by an offensive lineman in the history <laughs> <laughs> well there's there's also you know when you're when you're talking about when you're, when you're talking about pressing grapes you know when you put our feet on this it, uh, you know, wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that you guys are getting your feet in this wine? Well, that's kind of the idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, have, no, I was thinking that like subtle notes of Lambo dressing room, room locker room here. A little, a, like a sweaty towel. Kind of a, 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 a better than Oakland Coliseum locker room because that's just straight sewage and seawater. <laughs> you don't want to uh, have wine made by Oakland by Raiders uh, line. But it's one of those things when, talk, when people talk about foot treading. I always look at the person and go, mm. yeah. "Okay, no, do we it. don't do that." But um, <laughs> no human pathogens can live in wine. But it's okay. yeah. Ultimately, ultimately though, we just I think it's just it's a lot. This this Pinot is just a lot of fun. And it just it's a, it's it's a great it's great for like a, a day like today where you're, you're just sitting out back under the shade, and you know birds are chirping and you're able to just have a glass of wine and it just allows your mind to wander because of I think the notes in there of that of the earth and fruit kind of playing off of it uh, just keeps you and just in a really good mood. Yeah, I like it. What's the total case production? Uh, so we we're in, we we're we're right around 250 cases on average. Um, so our our, our 2017 we did i think it was like 227 cases so i mean folks whenever you get out there get buy it yeah and just buy it everything's available on our website um as as long as it lasts it sells out each finish sells out in about 14 months um and we release you know for our club we release the pinot in the springtime and uh, and so you know, by the time it comes back around, you know, for the next release, it's kind of down to like the, the last like 10 to 15 cases each and every year as we grow. And you guys got a wine club, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 It's a, uh, more of an allotment club than a wine club. Um, and I, and I, I like to say that because, uh, you kind of, you just sign up for how many bottles you want when we release the wine. Um, and so we have, you do one, two, three, six or 12 bottles. Okay. Uh, I push everybody into doing just one or two bottles. 
uh, that gives yeah, you the same wants discount. Yeah, to sell wine, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, though, I want I want somebody that's going to, you know, be so excited to get a newsletter because I hate newsletters. So when we send it out, it's got, it's got meaning and purpose. It's like, hey, FYI, your shipment, or or we're going to be releasing soon. And so people think they're excited because they're getting that one or two bottles, and um, and and but but the, but then the club has another month or and a half to buy more wine uh, before it gets released to the public. And so um, nice. what we release it goes to the club, and then the next over the next month or so, a lot of club members buy more and more and more. And then when we finally release it to the public and get it out into the restaurants and everything, there's only 40, 50 cases. Because you, you have four wines, so if club member you can get like right. a bottle of Chard, a bottle of Rosé, a bottle of Pinot, and a bottle of Cab. And, yep. And then right. what you like, you order more of. Exactly. Right. Yeah. What's your Cab production? Um, we've uh, It's varied a lot just because of uh, dealing with, with the drought. Um, we went from a an older block within the vineyard to a younger block in the vineyard and so now we've kind of um we've you know been right around 100 cases and trying to get away from that and then went back to 100 cases uh and then uh so we're, we did 200 and i think 14 cases right around there 215 cases of cab for the 17 release which will be uh at the end of october very nice yeah Okay, can can we talk about football? Something I've always wanted to know. I gotta go. <laughs> Are you married? I am. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does she listen to the podcast? Uh, I you know I, I don't know. Okay. Not sure. I'm just curious. When you're in a different town, yeah. Right. You guys get done with a game. You're friends with some of the people on the other team. Do they want to take you out and kind of show you a good time on Sunday? Surprisingly, it's not that fun. Really? Or, or you, we don't get to have that much leeway either. Huh. Um. I. Uh, when we travel, um, let's say a Sunday game, we're leaving Saturday noonish, one o'clock. Uh, travel air 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 travel time. You get into the hotel, um, and you're pretty much going right into doing uh, any type of therapy with the doctors, to uh, team meetings, uh, if not a walkthrough at the stadium, um, and then meetings all the way into into the night. Uh, with walkthroughs at the at the hotel, mm-hmm. and then you wake up in the morning, head to the game, and right after the game, we're jumping on the buses, heading to the airport. Wow! Yeah, and so it's a uh, it's a business trip, and you know right. um, the days of hearing about that those kind of stories, right. and, you know, up into up into the nineties, uh, as you're playing, you're just like, man, it would be so nice just to like a little more relaxation right. you know, on these trips but uh no there's there's no time for it's it it's just too much money involved now at that oh, point it's 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 gone way beyond when i was even playing you know from what i'm hearing now is uh, everybody's wearing um watches you know apple watches that uh the the team nutritionists and the the sports psychologists have access in the in the strength coach all have access to all this this data that's being collected monitoring heartbeats when they're sleeping and all this stuff and it's like yeah it makes sense to me you're paying these guys millions upon millions of dollars you better be making sure that they're taking care of themselves um but for me it was just like did you sleep all right yeah are you eating yeah okay get out on line put your pads on (laughs) can you stand up are you dizzy no all right you're good It's a little different of a game, but I, you know, ultimately, uh, I, I went. I'm I'm heading back to Green Bay for the Monday night game in October. They're playing the Detroit Lions, and 
you know, just how much has changed in the stadium from when I've been there. Um, you know, these guys, they walk, when they walk in the doors, they have some type of, you know, rec- uh, face, facial recognition or it's something to do with the watch. But all the TVs start to playing highlights of them. No fucking what? way. And then as they get towards the locker room, it puts all their stats on these other TVs. And then they walk in the lock. I mean, just like, are you kidding me? Like, I got, I think I got like a little paper binder, you know, it said my name in it and that was about it. Hey, your name got called on Monday Night Football last night because of a holding penalty and that's (laughs) the only time anybody noticed you did anything. Oh, Tony's actually playing. Right. All right. Oh, false start, Tony Mall number 75. 75. He did have that, he he was able to record a opening monologue speech whenever you did Monday Night Football though, I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so... Where did you uh, revert back? The University of Nevada? Yeah, or did, oh, sure. Okay. Didn't go to right, Sonoma. Yeah. Altamira Middle School. Yeah. Altamira Middle School. <laughs> 1996. <laughs> yeah. 97, though, graduated you know, middle that's school. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Is like offensive linemen, you know, they no, none of them, no one ever really wants to have the spotlight. And it's because like, just saying that, right? When you're in the spotlight, it's usually for something you're doing bad. And so it's kind of like you just do the basics and you're done. And uh, but all these other guys, you know, which we call the high socks, they're they're the ones that won all the all the fame and glory and you know, be known for doing all the crazy stuff Thank and you, antics like Antonio Brown. Right. Yeah. This is uh, who had a pretty good game, right? <laughs> the is other day. Even, uh, is he even playing? He is. He so is. I didn't know. So I have Tom Brady as my quarterback in fantasy football, <laughs> and so when he when he went to the Patriots, I think. Pretty much everybody in the NFL was just like, like thought that everybody had been played, you know, that he was able to leave, you know, the Steelers, you know, didn't have to do anything through camp or this or that, and then all of a sudden made it onto the Patriots and just made them, you know, even that much more powerful. Uh, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, but he obviously he's a mental head case. Um, but you know, we've seen a handful of those people before, like right. Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Chad Ochocinco. Uh, you know, what's but, it about? Wide receivers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ultimately, though, there's are, you know, but the, those three guys were so dedicated to their teams where this guy is, you know, he's, he's, he's a single player within yeah. a team. Yeah. He has know. a great Instagram account, though. Yes. That's what matters. <laughs> and that, he's an influencer. He's you know? an influencer. <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of the reverse of Dennis Rodman. I was watching the 30 for 30 the other day about Dennis Rodman. It's so great that he... He was such a great team player because he he craved family, yeah. like he loved mm-hmm. to be accepted by the people that he was playing with. So sometimes people look at him and think, "Oh, he's trying to shine, like you know, with the hair and all that stuff." But he o- he only wanted acceptance from the fans and from his team. Mm-hmm. That's what all, it was all about. And I think it was because as a kid he didn't have a dad and and he always right. w- look, looking up to the coach to be his father figure. It's gr- if you get a chance to check uh, that out, yeah. for thirties and Dennis Rodman, man. Who didn't? Who who grew up playing basketball like CYO or anything in the '90s didn't try and get every rebound yeah. with their elbows. Elbows out. The worm. And then maybe you go side to side a little bit. Right. You know? right. And he was not uh, like a, a popular basketball player when he was young. He grew. It was something insane. He grew like 13 inches one year. Yeah. When he yeah. went and when when he was I think like I grew 18. 13 inches. In my entire life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have to say we opened up uh, a little turly here, and Roger, if you want to give us a little story on this, you, what do we got here, Roger? This is 2017 Sleeper Ranch. Um, 
Turley Barbera uh, that they release only at the tasting room out in Windsor. Um, I'm on the list for Turley, have been for quite a few years. And one of the young ladies that works out there kind of let, kind of gave me heads up that, hey, we're going to be releasing the Barbera. There's 25 or 30 cases of this wine produced. Very small allotment. And I always have an interest when it's an Italian varietal, especially, you, oh, yeah. you know, brought into, you know, on the back of somebody that came across to, to immigrate to the United States. And they planted these vineyards and they were able to get a small allotment of it. So, it's fucking delicious. It is. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I've seen anything that Tingen has been yeah. involved with or overseen that has not been, right. have a good look, good look to it. Tegan, who, if he wasn't making one, would have been the fourth starting lineman for the, Right. <laughs> um, but this is like crushed dried strawberries that have been rehydrated in wine juice. It's like, Ooh. it's, it's amazing juicy but but not a fruit not a fruit bomb yeah and mouth filling but not heavy right no. No. finishes high yeah no. um yeah that's pretty good yeah i had it at the Known taste for light tannins too i mean it's right? just yeah light light tannins Super high acidity and what happened to all the barbera we used to have a shit ton of barbera around here it became merlot and then it became cabernet. pinot noir uh, or his cabernet as some of the vineyards on the Napa side have learned, they they lost their source when they uh, ripped it out and put in more Cabernet on Atlas Peak. Right. So, yeah. it's it's a lost uh, varietal. I think Foothills and uh, Lodi in those areas, the few of them that do have it, right. they're going to produce it. Hopefully, they keep producing it because I think it's a very good wine made out of California. No, I mean this is um, yeah makes me want to go find some Barbera. Well, even the Sarah's, Sarah's Ranch, I thought they had Barbera on their property for a while, but I think they might have even ripped out their Barbera. Right here in town? Yeah. The Sarah's? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we got to get one of the Sarah's on this show one time. With the, when I was working at Imagery, we had a, a Barbera from the Sarah's right, Ranch. Right, right. Email we, Mountain Cab. Mountain Cab. All questions directed to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got the blueberries for the code blue, and we got the Barbera from there. But I don't think I, something happened to it. But I think Barbera makes such a pretty wine. Yeah, the nose is just—it's amazing in the glass. I—that's why, and it's 2017. Hopefully, you got more than this this bottle that we opened, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. I think I think I think there's someone sitting at the table who might have a bottle to take home. Which I asked him to get me a bottle, and then conveniently I forgot to bring money today. <laughs> Well, like that's I, why they made Venmo. Venmo and yeah. Mountain Cabernet. <laughs> What's Venmo? We're going to go back to the trade and barter system. We'll work out something. You have I, a, I convinced a more case of Roussan yeah. coming to you. And, Especially right. on the wine side, I, I find friends will want a, want a bottle of something, and I'll end up going, all right, I'll bring it to you. Yeah. And then I'm, I I think I feel like it's sharing part of someone else's yeah. life and dream. So let's just let them have it and enjoy it. Life's too short. Right. No, and the wine always makes itself around. My wife always gets it. Where are you going with that? Where are you going with that? I said, we're going to go drink this. I'm going to go give it to so-and-so. And then, you know, I, I'll, I'll bring back. It's like it multiplies. You bring back two or three bottles of something else from other people. And yeah. It, that they, and somehow that it just becomes had. a big circle. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Haguna Matata. Exactly. <laughs> Great well, thanks, rich notes, too. Yeah, thanks for bringing this. This is awesome. 
And I, I was hoping that he wasn't going to say, oh, yeah, this is Brian's bottle that we opened. <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, no, Bart's bottle that we opened. It's Bart's <laughs> bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bart. Hashtag hell of a Shannon Block. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I think Bart is Bart making Shannon Blanc today. What the hell is he doing? On assignment. I'm thinking that maybe Steve had some Viognier coming in today or something. And yeah. Gave him a last minute call. Oh my god, my mouth is still watering. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's this is a wonderful, wonderful wine. This would be a good wine to take over to the girl and the fig. I think for lunch. Okay. <laughs> What time are we doing that? Well, right now. <laughs> a little duck confit, a little fat. Oh, a little fat with this would be really nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to John Myers. This is for you. A little duck confit and rolls. I got to I gotta do some work. And his fries. Yeah. Duh, uh, John Myers, uh, in case you're wondering out there, is doing well and um, should be back on the podcast, uh, I'm thinking, in the next uh, month. Yeah, if anything, we'll uh, we'll do a show from his house so we can at least touch base and um, um, he can run the board again. And and Roger, what else did you bring here? And tell us why you have this wine. Okay, the other wine I brought was Summit Vine Cabernet Sauvignon from Summit Vine Ranch up on Diamond Mountain. Um, I have a long history with this vineyard because I uh, fell in love with it when I looked at their first facebook page that they had then uh the original producers back in the day coho did a wine from there from like uh 20 2006 to 2012 and i just loved the fruit loved the wine loved it and made connection with the owners of the winery michael and susan klopka Mm -hmm. and um in 2013 they had a little bit of a transition on their uh, uh people that were buying their vineyards and buying their wine buying their grapes they have about six and a half acres of vineyard available. And so I I was listening and he decided to do his own label, which was, I think, a really good idea because he enlisted Brett Adams, who's a winemaker sure. over on the uh, Napa side, and he also does some Sonoma stuff. And they just started picking fruit and started doing it. The first year that they did a Cabernet was in 2013, and it was a Cabernet marked uh, Summit Vine Ranch. And then they've since moved into a blend, which was um, uh, Merlot and Cabernet Franc, which is called Diamant. Um, for all those people that care about what Wine Spectator thinks, they, they, they've made some good headway there and had a few listings on there. But he does it for the love, and he lives in the actual vineyard, which is a beautiful spot way on top of Diamond Mountain. Um, Michael does all of the stuff now because that's part of what it, what comes with owning a house and a vineyard. You have to do everything, and uh, they do a fantastic job every year. There's it's a it's a unique wine because again it's based off of what they have available, what they've um, been able to pull from the vineyard that year. Yeah, this is beautiful. And and you went you went there yesterday, day before. I went there on Sunday, Sunday morning. Okay. And I spent about three and a half hours with Michael, which which probably I could have spent the whole day listening to him just because of the knowledge and the knowing the space, knowing everything that's going all around up Valley. Um, it's been one of those things. Whenever I come into the Valley, I'm always surprised. A lot of people stop at St. Elena and don't go any farther north and don't realize Calistoga exists. 
there's a lot of wineries up there. There's a lot of beautiful spots. And even there's few, you know, small places like this that make some wines that are really good. That there's distinctive to Mountain District, and that's what I want, and that's what I like. Um, you know, in he was he's just very open and up to it. The only problem you have is is when you're uh, his road is about three miles up the top of the mountain, twisty, curvy, windy, and but other than that, easy to get up, kind of a little challenge, more challenging to get down. Yeah, exactly. Especially after drinking some wines. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's that's where the wife comes in. She yeah. was she was lovely enough to be able to drive the way back down. So. Yeah. But uh, it's a beautiful spot. I I've got some beautiful pictures from up there. He's got a unique perspective to the valley because. The uh, fog rolls in in the morning below him, and it rolls out in the evening, you know, and it's just, or the early morning, and it's just a beautiful spot. Nice. It's one of those wines that, you know, I challenge people to kind of go out there and look for and kind of hunt up. And uh, he's uh, summitvine.com, summitvineranch.com. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and how did you find that? Uh, again, it goes back to when they first started doing wine with Coho. I... How do you? How do you? In general, you seem to like. Are you just surfing the the web sometimes looking? I for find a new if I find a wine that I like and it's unique, I try to find out where it came from yeah. because more of I feel more of the wine comes from what's coming in the vineyard than it, you know. Winemaker has a certain bit of technique to it, but where that vineyard is, and just like yeah. you know, when you pick up a vineyard, you know it's like. The grapes are a, a lot, a very large part of what goes into that wine. Right. And if the vineyard management's done right and everything's done right, and that's what I was like, who is this person and what are they doing and where is this place at? Right. And when you see the location and everything, it just it it's it's awestruck. Sure. You know where they are amongst uh, all the other bigger bigger players there on the mountain, and it's six and a half acres, beautiful spot. He names one of the vineyards after his uh, dog. You know, it's just. And then he, you know, planted these extra varietals just for himself. It makes a huge difference when you go to taste the wines, yeah. because you realize that this is unique to that 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 spot. And also, the winemaker doesn't play around with it a lot. He wants to find the best way to express what's coming out of that vineyard. Sure. Just like you do. Right. Right. Yeah, Sam, I don't know if you're still on the Barbera. We're kind of moved on to some... Uh, I might n- some never cab. drink another wine again. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that's nice. we might have some more bottles of that. <laughs> that's definitely not true, but <laughs> but we understand what you're saying. It's kind of surprising. that I wonder how Tegan got hold of this fruit, because I'm wondering why it didn't make it into a Sandlands project. Right. Oh, yeah. This is the Summit Vine that you're trying now. Okay. After you're doing your marketing. Right. I'll take some of that, sir. Oh, that's definitely got some more weight. So this is more Diamond weight. Mountain Cabernet? <laughs> Diamond Mountain Cabernet. Diamond Mountain Cabernet. My bad, my bad. Okay. Mm. My God, that's mouth-filling. Yes. Rich. And for Sam, it's Bre- uh, Brett Adams is the winemaker. Michael Klopka is the proprietor okay. of the, of the uh, vineyard. Cool. Does most of the vineyard management. As you know how that goes, when you're in a small space, you've got to do just about everything. Right. Every hats on your on your shoulders. And Tony, I want to let you know that you can pull the eject button at any minute if you want to <laughs> if you want to head out and get yeah, ready for I those. Yeah, they just left for that huh? group. 
I guess I need to get back because mm. you have people that are going to come taste. They're still in, they're still inside. Tommy just went to get lunch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now they're on. They're they're just on their first or second red wine in there. Yeah, we got plenty of time. We try and get them good and you know <laughs> fired up before they come see you. The tasting the tasting appointment isn't until two thirty, so we got we got uh, time right. for me to go clean up and. Yeah, here Tommy's Tommy's back. Tommy's got some lunch from Whole Foods usually. Some coming in, coming in. in quiet. He yeah. looks like he eats something healthy. You know, Tommy eats uh, uh, the least healthy of anybody you know. Really? He's 22 and does CrossFit when he's not driving VW bus. Tommy's mixing some broccoli in with the uh, fried chicken today. <laughs> Whatever. 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 <laughs> the other day he was eating carrots and hummus. Yeah. That's, that's in between cheesesteaks. <laughs> Washes it down with a slammer of Bud I'm just joking. Tommy's a great guy. Not while driving. Not while driving. That's the other guy. Before driving. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I'm I'm going back to the Barbera. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Cabernet is the Cabernet is great. Um, but that Barbera is, and so is, and so is Tony's Pinot. We're not. I know, oh, and we started with 2017 16600 Homage Blanc, but the Barbera is definitely the uh, the wine, Watts wine of the show. Yeah, we've done that before. We've never done that before. Never done it. We start doing that it's now. New, yeah, wine of the show. Well, you know, I'm on here, so you right. can do what you want. The Watts, the today's Watts, brought to you by Mountain Cabernet at com. It's so crazy. It's almost blue on the rim of this wine. This cab is actually really good, though. It is very good. I. It's delicious. I mean, it's, yeah. that the chocolate note on there mm-hmm. just lingers. Yeah, and that's that's what I've always every year with the Cabernet from up there. It's it's always got a unique flavor to it, a little unique profile. But it's depending on the winemaker, it's how they emphasize it, how they do it. Yeah. But it's still just I. I'll leave it to I tell you it's Michael with his. Unique. He's just very in depth in the vineyard management, watching it because he sits there on his back deck. Yeah, looks at the grapes every day, goes down and checks the bricks levels on them. You know, you don't get that type with just no. about any place else because it's it's chocolate, but it's like a savory. It's like a chocolate mole kind of thing almost. It's got because it's got this savoriness. Chocolate little, mole. I just, I'm, you know, like, Did you just like make a, that up? yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a Chris it's Sawyer. A, it's called Tasting Notes. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> yeah, where's Chris Sawyer? Like, at? We need I'm like Chris Sawyer. Like, what's chocolate mole? No, like you know, like like a mole sauce, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice oh, yeah like chicken oh, mole is my favorite. Right, thing. Yeah, yeah, favorite Mexican dish. Yes. So we made our, mole. our first handful of years. Our <laughs> Cabernet came from uh, just south of Calistoga, and I'm just, I've just been sitting here just. Dazing over this because it's like it's a very similar chocolate note to what we had in our wines, and it was like it's like it's just a it's just wonderful. It's just a good like you. This is something that you you start drinking during dinner, and you finish it. Move to the front into porch the, into the yeah late at night because it's like it's just it just plays so well into the evening. Well, whenever I go, I had a wine party for a group of friends. And I brought out and I did a blind tasting for him because a lot of them have bought the labels that you see at the, all the stores. And I started doing I blind tastings with them. So mm-hmm. I put in a paper bag, poured it for them, and then I let them know afterwards what it was and where it was from and those type of things. And 
I'm, I'm trying to get him into my geekness because, you know, I've done the rabbit hole that everybody else is, everyvine.com, which kind of tells you about where the vineyard is and what's unique to the site and those type of things. But it's all part of the experiences you've had over the years because I've had this wine from that place since 06. I still have a bottle of it from 06. And it's one of those that you just hangs in your mind. You know that it's a vineyard that's producing this flavor and these notes. You know, you're hitting on, um, I, and I imagine that Tony's going to agree with what I'm about to say, that it's it's what... Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. There we go. It's Tony. been nice having you. This has been an episode of The Winemakers, episode number 175. Um, it, it, it's about seeing that progression and, and capturing, you know, every vintage is its own story, but really it's, it's just, uh, you know, to keep that metaphor going. It's only... Uh, a chapter or a passage in this book that you know exactly we're we're at the beginning i feel especially with what we're doing in sonoma right now of of writing this book that you know you can check on through the vintages for hopefully decades to come and and you know you know most people in the world aren't wine collectors and i and i especially you know, Tony and my age people, the quote-unquote millennial or late whatever we are, the late millennials, um, aren't collecting wine. But but when you get to the place where, you know, you have the space and the wherewithal to... And it doesn't necessarily even cost a lot of money. It's just a matter of no. being able to put it away, have some place to put it. Um, That's what I was going to say. Have some place to actually have a place to put it. Uh, um, That's not diapers or wipes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Right now, my house is a great place to put it because my baby and my wife are uh, on the east coast, so all that room with all like (laughs) half the house that we packed up. But then they're coming back in a week and I have to. Oh boy! Um, But really, that's uh, it's having the space and the patience um, to not drink it all and and watch that and, and capture. You know, you're on that the tenth vintage of this for you. Um, right, it's 2006 yeah, and, to 2015. And, and you keep the love going because, right. like, you realize that he's going to keep producing this wine going forward, and you want to see what it's going to be like the next year. You know, it's like a book that you want to read. You know, my wife reads a lot of books, but and she can't wait to get that next one. And I'm like, same with me with wine. I can't right. wait to get that next one from that vineyard from that person. Right. Well, unfortunately, yeah. now with eBooks, you, there's more room for wine, right? You exactly. Can get rid of the exactly. bookshelves. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mom and Dad, for the beautiful Christmas closet. This <laughs> yeah. is now a wine cellar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Have you seen pictures of that, Sam? No. And he's he's got a whole little Turley section in there that's pretty badass. Well, you got uh, you know, the one thing about Turley wines is they have these funny shaped bottles where you have to have special shaped, spe- you know, a little extra oh, room yeah. in your wine rack, right? You have yeah. to let your your wine rack guy know. Hey, I'm, I'm going to have Turley in here. <laughs> <laughs> And you, you get uh, special It'll fit bottle. one of those three fat guys Pinot Noir bottles, though, too, because that's got a little extra... Well, that's got a little extra stuff. The, the three fat guys wine bottle, coincidentally, is a little wider than most wine <laughs> right. bottles. And heavier. Yeah. And heavier. There we go. <laughs> yeah, where'd you guys... Got? The only other time I've seen this shape, I think Michael Muscardini does a, a clear version of this for his... Um, oh, for his, like ros- a, his, his... Was it the Rosado? The, I think it might be for the, the Rosado. Base, yeah. Yeah, is that a saver, uh, no. Sophia? No, it's mm. not. But it's a just a just a really nice Burgundian glass. Yeah, but who just makes has it? A nice like a taper at the bottom. Um, this is this is Encore. Encore, Encore does. Yeah. Okay. And uh, 
and then we have a clear version for our rosé that's screw cap. Mm. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I I mean, for us, like, our, our Cabernet glass is, like, twice the weight of a normal 750. And so people, because uh, I love watching people when they're pouring it, and they turn the bottle completely upside Where'd it down. Go? And, they're, and they're convinced <laughs> there's wine still left in there. They're like, what is happening? So is it true that the Packers have incorporated uh, part of their strength and conditioning program is lifting your cases of wine, moving them to the Vince Lombardi uh, I galas? Think, I think everybody should incorporate <laughs> yes. lifting our cases of Fitness wine. Fitness from <laughs> Please come out and volunteer at 3fatguyswine.com. Yeah, we... we uh, uh, because of that, we do we do sell in six packs because it's uh, it, it they do are they are extraordinarily heavy. But uh, um, I I found the same style of glass for our Pinot and Chard that is that super weight, and um, but it comes from France and they wanted they have to buy the in- entire shipping container. Right. So I was like, all right, I'll oh, see right. you in ten years. Uh, right, I'll have enough glass for the rest of my career. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, your your next five vintages will be on right, the right, right. <laughs> The neighbors are complaining because Tony's parked a empty shipping container, <laughs> or a shipping container full of wine, and that's front page news in the right. Index Tribune. You know, seen that'll be the thing that the city council is banning shipping containers. No more shipping containers. Sonoma Valley. <laughs> Yeah, All right, I guys. Love, I love the political aspect to uh, Sam. He's getting a little fired up. The right. city council is not representative of this. <laughs> of the people in Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Brian at right. editing points. Live here long enough. Live here long yeah. enough. Yeah. Try and open them. And it's not just the city council. It's it's the entire county government. <laughs> yeah, we're going through something at the Fairmont right now with what, what we sort of got a food truck, but it doesn't move. Is it that thing? It's like the it's the, airstream. the airstream park there next to the old big three. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then you know the people that decided this was such a great idea no longer work there, and now <laughs> the people that work there now are trying to decide because now it's oh it's not mobile. So in other words, it's a building. So now it's got to be plumbed. Oh you gotta boy, got to do electric. It's, but there's wheels on it. Move it around the parking lot. <laughs> that's that's what I think might end up happening. It might move from space to space on a on a daily basis. And it's one of the bigger airstreams. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's not a small. If they want to yeah. move it and park it in the back of the sixteen six hundred tasting room for a party or something. Yeah, and I've got a pickup truck that can move it. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sh- all those investors at the Fairmont. You hear this? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We got some ideas. All we need to do is get it through the city council. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up for uh, Tony and let people know how to get a hold of the wines, okay. how to, if you want to come visit here, how to come uh, visit the tasting room. Totally. The best way to start is to follow us on Instagram at 3FatGuysWines.com. That's all spelled out. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff on there. Um, it's not all just about wine, but it's about having a lot of fun, you know, with football and cornhole and stuff like that. Um, the finer things. In our yep. uh, <laughs> our tasting room is separate from our uh, the winery that we're a part of, um, and so it's right on Broadway as you're coming into Sonoma. It's to two zero eight one six Broadway. Uh, great spot, easy to get to. You'll see the signs. They're pretty big. It's also, ironically, next to a store called Fat the, Pilgrim. The Fat Pilgrim. <laughs> Fat Pilgrim, yeah. <laughs> Which, if that. you need a wine opener, they you, do have them. They have them in there. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and ultimately, uh, at the end of the day, if you get a little hungry, you can make it down to our, our family restaurant, which is the Red Grape right on the plaza here in Sonoma. Great. Uh, let's uh, Shout out to the Red Grape. Uh, truly... 
And there's probably some people at the Mary's Pizza Corporation local family-owned business who are going to shoot me, but it's the best pizza in town. <laughs> so it it I mean, well, the well, the People's Choice, People's award, Choice, right? You know? For yeah. like the last 700 years in a row, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a wonderful spot. Good good foods all around. Good entrees and salads as well. Yeah. Uh, but the pizzas are definitely uh, to die for. Yeah. In fact. If you guys weren't, if we weren't gonna go to the fig, maybe we should just order some pizzas. Haven't brought it over. <laughs> okay, and walk it down. Walk, walk it, it down. Walk it, right. down. Yeah. Yeah. it happens. And for the glutards out there like me, it's uh, they actually have a really good gluten-free crust. That's like totally. A, that yeah, they yeah, came, yeah. That they came up with on their own. It's yeah, like chickpea sure. flour. Right. And, yeah. It was. It was yeah. uh, house-made. Um, and, and basically, what, what it came down to is just finding something that we did not like, and right. it didn't fit our style of uh, pizza crust. And and so finally got to the point where we said we knew we needed, we wanted this, and we're going to figure it out on our own. And uh, I think we've done a wonderful job. It's it's definitely in competition with the original crust. Yeah. Um, you almost can't even tell sometimes. And, and you know, one of the biggest secrets I tell people, too, all the time is if you're to take pizzas to go and go home with, order them half-baked. And it's they, what they do is they flash them in the flash them in the oven, which just cures everything. And then you finish them either on your barbecue or in your oven at home, and and they're warm, awesome, crisp, and just everything. Changed my huh. dinner life. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, it's like because it's literally the closest restaurant to here on late nights and you know late day working days, bringing dinner home. Thirty yeah. percent of the time, exactly. It's it's the red grape, and then and then also, because I like per- you can also just like eat a whole pizza. They're like small New England, uh, New Haven style, thin crust. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Loving the idea. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and then also just the last little piece about the wine. Um, you know, it's just come, come down and explore in the tasting room. It's a it's a great spot for locals uh, here in Sonoma. So you, you meet a lot of uh, local people, but also. Uh, a fun spot for tourists too. So uh, great, great Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and local Carbonet. discount if they mentioned they heard you on the podcast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Even if you're half baked. That was too. Oh! Easy. Oh! I brought it all over. <laughs> keyword half baked. Threefatguyswines.com. Right. Thanks, guys. Fully sure. baked at sixteen six hundred. You bet. Thank you, Tony. See you guys. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, if you guys go are going to come to uh, Dragons. Go Dragons. Go Dragons. Yeah. Go Wolfpack. Right. Yeah. See you, man. Yeah, if you guys are going to come to Sonoma and you want to hit Three Fat Guys, might as well take the tour from Garrett. From Garrett, right. And go there and come here. Have lunch. Have Maybe lunch. see Brian Casey. Uh, Probably possibly. see Roger Randall. I don't think he's ever moved <laughs> Yeah, moved I'm going to start working here now. <laughs> Randall's moving Sam in. doesn't realize I've moved in. <laughs> right. Perfect. I guess we have to install a shower now. Yes. <laughs> All right, and Roger, give us your contact info for uh, if people want to come um, uh, do a tour here and they need some advice. Uh, well, it's Mountain Cab at Mountain Cabernet at gmail.com. Oh, it's, it's the full word Mountain Cabernet. Mountain Cabernet. Mountain I got Mountain the Cab- whole thing. Okay. All right. And uh, I want to give a little shout out. I know that it won't be her birthday on the day of this broadcast, but my lovely wife, Christy Randall, it's That's her birthday right. today. Happy birthday. And I have to spend time away from her, but she appreciates it. She knows what I'm doing, what I love to do. So thank you. And it was actually Bart's birthday the other day. We yeah. have a bottle of wine totally for him here, but I think we're going to end up drinking. We're going to end up drinking he, it, Bart. Uh, <laughs> he is not showing Thanks, up Bart. yet. So. Happy birthday! Yeah. Uh, and I would, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well done, Roger. Pod guest appearance on the podcast, hanging out at the sixteen seconds of tasting room on your wife's birthday. Um, well done. Yes. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right, you can always go to the past episodes if you go to radiomisfits.com slash the winemakers. 
Uh, is this going to air before Vinyl Sunday? No, it's not. It's not. No, no. Yeah. we're uh, Vinyl Sunday happened and it was amazing. It was awesome. It was you should have. You should have been here. Are you going to yeah. be around on Sunday? No, unfortunately, uh, I'll be on the airplane heading back to lovely St. Louis. Well, it, we'll have fun without you. We yes. had fun without you because it all happened in the past. Yes. <laughs> what an incredible international Grenache day it was. Best ever. Yeah, I can't. Be- <laughs> I can't believe it. I tried to get it off work and it, I got called on. Uh, on my uh, request right. for uh, getting it off, but I'm going to be right. here as, as late as a possible. A religious holiday, Brian. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I tried. I'm like, uh, I actually said, you know, I, th- I know it sounds kind of frivolous, but this is a really important day to me. It's the most important day of the year. And I was thinking at that point, he would be like, okay, and they were like, no, we still need you to be here. We're going to actually give you some time off maybe get some mental yeah. <laughs> go yeah, see no, a psychiatrist someone needs to sell the wine so random fridays and yeah. <laughs> sundays in september are not the mo- but yeah um, all right well happy crushing you guys out there sam i know you guys are pulling in some stuff tomorrow starting the first whole Grenache. journey and on my way home i'm seeing all the lights going on it's happening it's it's getting real we're in deep yeah. um you know it's definitely that time of year um i'm but, feeling it yeah you see it. Trucks <laughs> driving everywhere. And that. I was behind the Robledo truck on the way here yesterday. That's yep. why you were late. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. Can't pass them. Drive, Drive slow. When you see those wine trucks out there, loaded with their, those guys have been working hard. Don't get on their Don't ass. Don't get on their ass. No. That's, that's your Cabernet or Pinot Noir that you're tailgating. Let them do their thing. And every year you see one, you know, somebody rolls a truck and... Grapes go splashing across Highway 29 or Highway 12. Don't don't Saddest be the person that cut that truck off and made that happen. That's right. Uh, drive safe out there, people. All right. This has been The Winemakers. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Roger, thank you. Cheers. Thanks, thank Roger. Thank you.